All right. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Girls with Fun. Hey, hey. Woo. <laughs> How are you doing? I know we're, we're just like chatting for 50 minutes before <laughs> exactly. recording. How are you doing? Um, Today was a hectic. That's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> this week was... <laughs> this past week was a hectic. Anyway, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It was also a hectic over here. <laughs> I missed the pod. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we only take like a week off, but why does it feel like a month when we take it does, a week off? Truly it does. And why? <laughs> There's so much that happens in between the one week that we're off. <laughs> crazy i mean we knew it right because it was planned it wasn't like something came up but like yeah we knew june's album was gonna drop but it's like june's album full stop but also everything else it's not <laughs> just that you know right right so let's get into it because we have a bit to chat about today um should we start with let's start with other topics before we get to indigo sounds good we'll work up to it all right, so um, first off, we have Jen just recently had a birthday, so happy birthday to Jen. Happy birthday, Jen. Um, in true Girls With Fun fashion, we have yet to watch the B-Live <laughs> that was released. So on our gravestones, it will be like she didn't watch the B-Live. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to report on that eventually. Um, but we were both saying that the one thing we saw was him slicing his hand through a like a cake, just like a big cake. It wasn't like a slice. It was he sliced <laughs> an entire cake, which is insane. I mean, but honestly, I don't expect anything else from him. Like I saw a TikTok that was like, "Always keep them guessing your next move," and that's how like I saw him doing like you know that clip, and I was like, honestly, yeah okay yeah <laughs> like no shock just rolling with it very on brand i think i was more surprised at how perfectly he sliced the cake like it was a very nice cut i'm like was that pre-slice because he he just did that right <laughs> if i did that which i would never right i would never but if i did that it would be everywhere it would be splattered on the walls yeah it would be all over my sleeves yeah and he had two <sighs> If I'm correct. So, like, yeah, why not? <laughs> Go. I mean, it's his birthday. It's his day. Exactly. He decides. <laughs> um, so, happy birthday to Jen. Um, and other Jen news. I was just going to say, let's talk about the other Jen news. Ah, <laughs> uh, the date of Jen's enlistment um, was released. I feel like it was released by media and it wasn't supposed to have come out yeah. but then it eventually was confirmed that that was the enlistment date by jen himself if i'm correct several times um yeah so there was the hive notice that came out literally just minutes ago do you want to talk about that yeah, yeah. I saw the WeWorks thing come through as we were turning on our mics and we were just chatting and I was like, here we go. So it was start of BTS member Jen's military service and it said, thank you for your support, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> Please note, we're not holding any kind of official event on the day of his recruitment. <sighs> 
The entrance ceremony, I'm already pissed and I haven't even read this. The entrance ceremony is a time to be observed by military personnel and their families only in order to prevent any issues that might occur from crowding me as fans to please refrain from visiting the site. Um, <laughs> we also advise you not to get adversely affected by purchasing unauthorized tours or product packages illegally using artist IP. Our company will take necessary action against any attempts at commercial activity making unauthorized use of such IP. Um, we ask you for your continued love and support for Jin until he finishes his military service and comes back. Our company will also strive to provide every support he needs during this time. Thank you. Um, I'm just like, what the heck? Like, I don't know. To me, the idea of a tour, like you're on a little school bus or a charter bus with <laughs> your backpack and your binoculars and all your friends and like what people are saying their goodbyes to their friends and family and their loved ones and you're just what they're spectating in the background like I was ranting to you a bit about this before we got on but like that's super I don't know almost like voyeuristic to me like I understand and I'm super sad right but like I don't, I don't even have words, honestly. <laughs> I don't have words. Like, we're going to ride a bus to his enlistment site, which I read online, unverified. I don't know exactly where, right? But, like, pretty remote location, probably to avoid this exact thing. And people are like, screw, let's go. <laughs> so I know fans have shown up um, to watch idols enlist or go away as they enlist but i didn't know that people were selling tours to like watch this happen i just think that's insane how do you even come up with that concept of like yeah let me monetize this. <laughs> like people will do anything for a dollar that's kind of crazy um and you know it's not going to be like just like people watching it's going to be people like going crazy right like trying to say bye they're gonna be bringing like signs and Jen, we love you. Like, it's going to be... <laughs> like, it would be insane. Let's just say this. I don't know if it's going to happen. I hope it doesn't happen. But as I've seen for other artists, it's usually, like... It's insane. <laughs> I saw people posting that ARMY were, like, paying to put signs or getting permits to put signs, like, near the enlistment, I don't know, facility, place. I have no idea like with words of support or like sweet messages and I feel like that's okay like how is that different from like a bus or a subway or like you know send your feelings or your sweet messages like that way but like to be so disruptive it's, it's just like I feel like they're already gonna have a hard time right like you and I were talking about this I think off the track but like I think it's gonna be hard on many fronts right and, like, people there making a scene, is that how you want to, like, show your love? I don't know. Right. Like, well, one, because Jen asked you not to. So, like, he he said himself, please do not do this. Um, And now the company is asking you to not do it as well. So, like, please listen to them and don't do it. You know, some fans do not listen. Um, and they do what they want to do. 
So I would not be surprised if on that day there are people there. Um, but it's also like having a mass crowd like that, trying to wish Jin well, takes away from his family and friends that are trying to like see him off, as well as the other people there who are also going through the same thing that Jin is going through. But like now you're ruining their moment because you're like probably like pushing them down so that you can get to Jin. And it's like, oh my God. <laughs> Please don't do that. Even at the most superficial level, imagine you're going away for like 18 months or two years or whatever. Your family's there. People are crying. Like you're having this emotional moment. Maybe you're not crying, but like a very emotional moment. And in the background, you just hear like, Kim Sok-jin. Kim Sok-jin. That would be sick. (laughs) Yeah. Like I love Jin so much. I love all of them so much, but like, Please do not do this. Please. (laughs) Like, how about you go somewhere not near there and gather as fans in some, I don't know, courtyard or something and, like, film yourself doing your well wishes or just, you know, hug it out amongst each other. Like, you don't have to do it, like, in front of Jen. Like, I promise. Do it literally anywhere You know, like, whatever. Just not there. Not at that place. Literally anywhere else. I hope it doesn't happen. I'm not going to be surprised. I'm not. But I hope it doesn't. Yeah. Well, the other funny thing, the wording of the announcement, Hive sounds a little salty to me. I don't know if it's just, like, the wording. They also just dropped the V photo book stuff. So they're, like, distraction. Um... (laughs) They say, we also advise you not to get adversely affected by purchasing unauthorized tours. Like, you're, I mean, you shouldn't do it. So, like, I guess you brought it on yourself. But, like, who's bringing the adverse effects? It's Hive. So, we're <laughs> like, don't be mad if we catch you on this tour and there's consequences to your actions. I'm not looking forward to this day. No. I'm not. It's like sometime <sighs> next week, right? Yeah. Oh god. I've been kind of having like a little I don't have it like written anywhere or anything, but just in my head, like an informal countdown. But yeah. On the it's not even a bright side. But like I don't know. I guess I'm in the like what acceptance phase or something but I'm like the sooner he goes the sooner he comes back because like we were complaining about you know we thought we had the two years 2025 thing and then they're like yeah we don't know I think that was literally our last episode and I was like haha what so like yeah the idea of going through this six more times though of like oh my God. announcements I'm just like emotional damage <laughs> like I cannot <laughs> I'm like, are we gonna get the haircut photo? Like, I don't, I don't want to see any of it. <laughs> I don't want to do it. I don't want to. Uh, yeah. <sighs> God. I'm like happy yeah. that we had the astronaut and we got to like spend this time with him because it's been fun going through that promo. But I'm just like. Oh. Please don't go. And like you said, having to do this six more times. <laughs> like, honestly, I mean, this is true in general, but like, especially now, 
I live in fear of the like, hello, this is big hit music. <laughs> I'm like, no, don't say hi to me. You don't have anything to say to me. Because <laughs> like, you like, can right around the corner. Exactly. It's like every time I'm like, F. <laughs> exactly. Uh. And I saw people say, this is my own TikToks damage so i'm gonna share it with all of you like (laughs) someone was like the reason he's growing his hair out like so long is because like he knows what's coming i'm like stop next video (laughs) 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 you don't have time for that yeah he's like they're like he's thirst trapping so hard to like make you pine for him while he's gone or whatever and i'm like it was gonna happen regardless so (laughs) anyway Mm. yeah like you mentioned uh tay's book is coming out i don't know if that's going on still this week or next but only a matter of time they're rolling these books out <laughs> like <laughs> i can't keep up i just bought gems tay's already coming out already i know <sighs> i still haven't gotten my jungkook book from you at like <laughs> oh yeah i need to remember that please remind me <laughs> Please remind me. Yeah, I will. Okay. Um, yeah, I haven't received any others. <laughs> like You haven't received any of them yet? No, because I bought them from the U.S. store and like, none of them have shipped. <laughs> I haven't had any issue with Hybe so far, like, not receiving something. So, I'm not too worried about that. It's just that, like, they put it outside and it's in that Weaver's box, and I'm like, anyone that knows what this is would be like, hmm. <laughs> let me let me see what this is that's on this person's doorstep that's coming from Weverse. And I also like BTS. Let me take this. So I, that's what I'm always worried about. Like, why do you have to put it in that box? <laughs> I did have that thought, actually. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, looking forward to Tay's book and receiving the rest um also just mentioning in passing because i have no idea what's going on but like jimin is getting on a plane to go somewhere just saw him like going somewhere at the airport i don't know where he's going i have no idea what bts is doing these days (laughs) what did namjoon go do in new york i thought it was the npr thing but then that was like at home in Korea. So I'm like, what did they do in New York? Why was he here? I'm so confused. I guess we'll find out. I'm so confused. Someone says that Jimin is going to the US. Don't know how they know that. Kind of scary. Yeah, now Jimin's going to New York. Sheesh. What's what's going on in New York? I was just there, like nothing was popping. Like, what's going on? Like, I wanna know. <laughs> like, I was like joking with you because it's a holiday. I didn't i guess track that closely i didn't realize like namjoon had left and you were like i'm going to moma and I'm like i swear to god if you were there to namjoon at moma like i will scream into the track for five hours straight like yeah um i don't know what i would do if i was in a museum and i turned my head and like namjoon was right there next to me i mean like what do you do i've seen tweets of people like playing it cool but like I think you vastly overestimate my like nervous system or like sensory overload response. 
I would have to run away. <laughs> I would just run. Fire flight kicks in and we're not fighting, so. Yeah, especially if you made eye contact, I would just have to run. I wouldn't even say, hey, because I don't want to, like, draw any kind of attention to it. Because being in MoMA, I was like, honestly, I don't know how he would even come in here. I'm pretty sure he's visited there before. If not, like, any other museum in New York, which we know he did on, like, his trip here not too long ago. But it was so crowded in there. So I'm like, how do you move through this museum as Kim Namjoon of BTS? But I'm also like, maybe you have that... I don't know, kind of colloquial invisibility because you're in that museum with so many people in there also around you. Like maybe you're just not paying attention to the other people around you because there's so many people in there. Like it's hard to like pick out faces because it was, it was so crowded. It was so crowded. It was annoying actually. (laughs) And they were like playing like stadium rave at the bottom. (laughs) playing like i'm sorry (laughs) they were playing like this like tag tag like dance music at like and like the lobby level i don't know if they do okay so it was like a first friday and apparently they have moma open later on like first friday so it was open till 8 p.m so i was like yeah i get to be here longer because it wasn't closing at 5 30 but like I guess it's like a party as well. So it was like all these like young folks like trying to get into moment. The line was wrapped around the building. I've never seen this. Like it was crazy. Club moment. The I was club like, in is this supposed to be a vibe? Like I'm trying to look at the art. Like I'm thinking it's gonna be like peaceful and quiet. It was so loud. It was so many people in there. I'm like bumping into people. People also aren't wearing masks anymore, so they're like <clears throat> coughing and like hacking. I'm like no. no. <laughs> so much but anyway this is not a mobile podcast <laughs> but it, was, it, could, <laughs> it was a lot but anyway if i met namjoon i'm just envisioning you in like a classy museum space trying to look at art and it's like <laughs> <laughs> literally literally like <laughs> paintings rattling on the wall or something i know that's not the case you would get so like deep into the the galleries that you couldn't hear it but then you would get to a certain point where you would like get close to the doors or like walk out and it was a whole different vibe i was like walking out into like a bar like a club i was like what is this this is art gallery i was so confused like (laughs) it felt like them trying to be like really hip I was being asked for like it's not hip. I'm really annoyed. Like, and, like leave me alone. <laughs> where the DJ was, it was in this like art st- installation that had I don't even know how to explain it. It had like all these like I don't know, kind of like trippy words on the wall, and then it had like a checkerboard floor. So it was just like it, it was trying to be like really hip and like happening. <laughs> like the music going. It's <laughs> just like what is this? so weird Uh, but anyway it was nice seeing the art um would have been nice if i turned my head and saw namjoon but that didn't happen um but yeah anyway (laughs) enough of my art adventures (laughs) uh so yeah i don't know what jimin's doing maybe it's related to his album guess we'll find out Uh, so, the event of the hour, 
should we get into it? Unless yeah, you have anything else. I don't have anything else. I don't think so. <clears throat> you did say art home experience and it triggered something because we were joking about Hosocks don't get cold because of his mama performance, but just flagging for everyone that we're going to talk about that next time. Yeah, we have like a lot here on this list um, that we're going to have to talk about next week because we just do not have the time. Um, But that is going to be one of them because we have to talk about that. And that performance was crazy. It's just funny because it's like MPCS is on a break or like whatever word you want to use. But like ARMY are not on a break. Like we were saying, like instead of tracking one group, you have to track seven individuals. Like you never know who's coming or going. Like who is in New York City or Paris at any given time. <laughs> Tay kind of has a corner on the Paris market, but like, yeah. Anyway, literally, I digress. But like, no rest for Army. No, exactly. Literally, I was crying. Like I don't know what I'm gonna do without them. Like what am I gonna do without BTS content? And like now I'm like <laughs> being choked with BTS. <laughs> <laughs> You just like got her E rating right there. Choked in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> so many unhinged things I can say, but I will exercise some self control. <laughs> anyway. So, like we said, or we've discussed at some point, Indigo was released on Friday. Today um, is Monday for the record. So Yeah, was that December second? December second? Yeah. Um also oh, where do we start? Well, let's just jump right in. I mean, I'm sure we're gonna talk about all the tracks, but like what jumped out at you? I mean, what were you thinking about? Where are you stuck? Like what what's your general like takeaways? Got reactions. Um, so, like I said, I listened, or I didn't say this, but I listened to this on the way to MoMA, like, while I was eating at this restaurant and on the way to the museum, and it just felt, like, so right, like, that, the vibe was set, oh my god, I'm telling you, like, it was insane, the vibe was insane listening to this album, like, in New York, it just felt so, like, timely, <laughs> It was crazy. Uh, a plus experience, but I was also like, I cannot wait to get home until I, um, I can't wait until I get home so that I can listen to this like in my car or like somewhere with like speakers. I'm like, I feel like I need to like truly hear some of these songs like mm-hmm. noon and closer. I'm like, I need to hear this. Like, I need to be wrapped in this. <laughs> so. Um, I was so excited to get home and listen to it, and that amplified the experience of the album even more. Um, it's hard for me to, like, pick a song that I am like, yes, this is my favorite, because every time I listen to one song, I'm like, yeah, this is the one. And then the next song plays, and I'm like, actually, um, I choose this. And then the next song plays, and I'm like, well... I'm changing my mind. Like I can't pick a song because I just feel like they're all so good. They're all so different. Um, but they just, they all bring something different to the table, but the way that he's created this narrative 
with the songs. I don't know. It's just like so, so beautiful and so comforting. I'm obsessed. How about you? Yeah. Yeah. Yes to all of it. Um, I agree that it's a song I want to listen to more in the car. I've had like a few moments of like running errands where I'm in my car and you just get that like small enclosed space, like, but still surround sound type of situation, you know? Yes. Um, and it's been really good. Um, I have a work trip coming up. Um, and I'm hoping that I can dive deeper into it then as well. Um, in terms of travel and drive time, <laughs> in case that wasn't clear. Um, where to start? I I mean, people will know if they've been listening to the pod for a while. I tend not to like things like when they first come out or I need a second for them to grow on me. And so I was kind of nervous, right? Because my expectations were so high for June's album. Obviously, like he's the leader of BTS. Like he's one of my biases. We know he works on like, or, you know, in the past has worked on a ton of their songs. Like I, I was scared almost that my expectations were too high and I was still like completely blown out of the water. So like there was no like lag period of like me not liking it or needing to like get into it for a second. Not that that means I don't like other songs that like have grown on me in the past, but just it was instantly liking. Um, I agree with you. It's weird because the songs are all really different, but they still flow so good as an album. Like I was just listening to it like straight through as an album and I did put it on shuffle later, but I think there's something to like, be said for like listening through it all the way. And that's been the case in some of their albums in the past. So it seems to me like it's something that June puts a lot of thought or like effort into. Um, I think for me, like picking, like in our group chat, we were talking about top three, like what are your top three tracks? Um, (laughs) And mine keep changing. Like, when it first dropped, it was the middle of the night in the U.S., and I was, like, extremely vibing with Yoon, right? Um, But then, I mean, I'm still, I still really enjoy that track, and it's a top contender, but, like, during the day, I'm listening more to Change and and, uh, Closer, which, like, we're going to have to talk about Closer, because I think right now, if I had to choose one, like, my favorite, it's Closer, so I guess I'm an army stereotype or something, but I was just like vibing <laughs> to it. And then like I started seeing people tweeting about the lyrics and I was like, that's <laughs> enough Twitter for today. I can't like, <laughs> I'm not equipped to handle like thinking about what it all means. <laughs> yeah, definitely seems like a fan favorite. Um, like you said, I feel like this was... I don't want to call it tough to follow up but mono has shifted army culture in a way right, that i can't exactly. really describe like it's not a day that goes by in my timeline that i don't see see someone talking about this song like everyone is like this is my comfort album i 
I go to this album anytime. Like, God forbid it rains, like, the entire time what it's going to be talking about. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this album like any kind of gloomy weather or honestly just i don't know if anybody steps outside they're like mono <laughs> like army loves this album and so yeah, yeah i also kind of had high expectations too for what he was going to deliver and i feel like he surpassed it um i didn't know what to expect because like i said before all of his albums have been so different from each other or i guess hard to call they're not albums mixtapes right like rm was so different from mono and this is different um from mono as well so i didn't know what to expect but i thought that it was going to be great just because it's nam june but i feel like he blew me out of the water with this one um should we start talking about the first track yeah I feel like this is such an RM track. Um, obviously, they all are, but he samples the artist the song is named for, Yoon Hyung Kun. Um, and it's interesting because RM is such. such kind of an intellectual guy I could see a song like this not this song but I could see a song trying to do what this song does successfully kind of feeling um pretentious or really intellectual um and it is intellectual but it's so earnest it feels really real it doesn't feel overly um I, I don't know what word you want to use i already said pretentious but like i don't know he's talking about the paradox of like wanting to create something meaningful but kind of the ego getting in the way of the art and so i think that could read as kind of like overwrought but it really doesn't to me Um, yeah, I like the way that he how do I say this this is like one of the best album openings I've heard in a while um first of all, I was already obsessed because. When we found out that Erica Badu was going to be on the album, I was like, uh-huh, like, you got Erica Badu to be on your album. Like, that's absolutely insane. Not only do you have Erica Badu to be on your album, you have Erica Badu opening up on your album. Um, that's iconic behavior, and I feel like it's only something that, like, Namjoon of BTS can do, because Erica doesn't even really do features like that. Um, like, you have an absolute legend he even described her as like the queen of neo soul which is very much true um you have an absolute legend on your track I, I i'm just like absolutely blown away this is like my bag when i say this is my bag i mean that like this is the this is the kind of music that i like grew up listening to and like has influenced me um 
in my own artistry, which can you really call it art, whatever, <laughs> this, this stuff that I like doing in my free time. So I'm like absolutely obsessed with this song. Um, and I also loved the, the narrative he gave behind it. Like you were saying, um, titling after um, the artist Yoon and it ties in that theme of Indigo. Um, which we can see in like the album art and he talks about it constantly. Um, I wanted to read what he said from the Indigo Magazine film. Um, and he says that this is about the artist Yoon's art. Um, it's an art that he released before like he found his signature style and Namjoon feels like he hasn't found his signature style yet. Um, and so that's like reflected in this song and in this album. Um, it's like him basically exploring himself, but there's also like another sub theme, um, which I believe is in the beginning and the end of this track about how you're a human first. Um, before you're an artist, you have to like live your life. Um, so that that can be like reflected into your art um which i feel like is like really critical looking at bts career and how we're all we, we've been talking about in the last few weeks about yeah three weeks or months about <laughs> um them needing to like live their life in order to create their art and them being like burnt out and you know you've been like turning out all these songs how do you have content when you haven't been able to like truly live life um like others have but he's like putting his heart and soul into this um in a way like you said that just feels like truly authentic it doesn't come off pretentious like you were saying um i, I just really enjoy this song and it's a message um he I said that Oh, sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say that he said that Erica's line is kind of like, or um, I should say her, the chorus that she's singing is like her, she's singing like the things that um, people have always told you how to do, like how to live your life or whatever. So she's singing from like a place of someone who's like kind of already like walked a a certain path and like Namjoon's kind of like following along when he follows up and says like I want to be a human before I do some art kind of thing like that so I thought that was really cool like the narrative he's teaching in the song yeah I agree I agree I think the line, I'm looking at Genius's English translation lyrics. I was looking a few days ago, I think on release day, at Dual Set, who's like my favorite lyric translator, right? An icon in the fandom. <laughs> but um, they weren't all available yet. Um, they have them now if you want to, except for oh, two. Oh yeah, I'll have to go back and look. Because I feel like Dual Set always offers really good context. Yeah, that's um, what I'm looking or, at like, now. Or like wordplay that is missed sometimes other places. But anyway, I have the genius tab open right now, but he says, my place is always the pipeline along the border. My dream is still forbidden dancing where no one sees. 
Yeah, I, I would mean, look at that line too. That just kind of, to me, sums up Bongtan's entire. Not that Jun is Bongtan, right? He's speaking for himself here, but they've always kind of escaped easy categorization, right? Even thinking back to like, are you an idol? Are you a rapper? Are you K-pop? Are you pop? Like all these kind of artificial labels that can be bent to suit someone's own needs, right? So anyway. Yeah. I love his um these last few last few bars where he says he always said be a human first, which I'm assuming he's referring to Yoon. And says, mm-hmm. don't try to do art, just play and feel the human feelings of joy, anger, love, sorrow, and pleasure. Um, I don't know what the truth that you talked about is, but this is my place and my direction on my way of finding it. I just feel like that really provides like a great intro into this entire album. Because I feel like that's what we're experiencing with him through this entire album, all these human feelings. Right. Um, so I just think it's an excellent setup. And plus, like, to start your freaking intro off with fuck the trendsetter. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> God, I love this man. <laughs> what it's a way to so, start. <laughs> it's so ironic, too. Like, Siri, cue Alanis. But um, it is extremely ironic because I was just reading an article. I don't even remember what it was about. Honestly, it was either in relation to his art or in relation to him being like a literary trendsetter and like how he's like an influencer in art and like liter like literature. And like, he comes out in the first lyric of his first song being like, yo, trendsetter. Exactly. And I'm just like, (laughs) I don't even have words. I don't know. I'm just like, he's so funny. Again, like people like denying, defying, easy categorization. Yeah. So. This song is like so strong for me. I want to like show this to people who like have thoughts about BTS that, I don't know, they think that they're like vapid pop machine trash and i'm just like can you listen to this <laughs> i just like i just feel like this song is one of those songs that would get people to be like oh this is bts like yes yes it is like they're multifaceted um they can do the little pop thing but they can also do things like this too um this is one of those songs that like you put on the timeline and recommend to other people like check this out this is a side tangent but speaking of song recommendations for other people, uh, crowdsourcing here to all our listeners, I tweeted about this a few days ago. We've been dancing to bad decisions at Zumba and bad decisions only. So it's been on loop for a long time. And my teacher was finally like, hey, you're really into BTS, right? Because I'm always wearing their shirts. And I was like super enthused every time it comes on. But I was like, yes, obviously. And she's like, um, can you like, recommend me a few songs and I'll like do a new choreo and I'm like (laughs) you know not what you've done like I'm here I'm ready welcome to my 10 part TED talk but actually I'm trying to like crowdsource like what are the most like danceable Zumba tracks so I have a few ideas started but listeners please send me your suggestions and help me set the BTS Zumba agenda in the (laughs) class that I'm in so 
Anyway, back to Aria. <laughs> All right. Um, Namju mentioned during the NPR thing that Erica was supposed to be there. Um, That's why I thought they were in New York when we were talking about that earlier. I know, but then like they were like, it's a home concert, so I'm like, this has to be in Korea, right? Or no? Like, would you fly? I don't know. But I'm like, didn't they also do a home concert with the like the group NPR one? Yeah. In my head, it was like Hybe just recreating things because they like, they like to do that. <laughs> so in, in my head, it was just Hybe like recreating the NPR set or like some version of it um, to record. Because I'm like, isn't Tiny Desk, is that in D.C. or is it in New York? Or do they record Tiny Desk? I think it's usually in D.C. Because I'm like, like okay. If you go there. Right. I'm like, so if he came to New York, that means he also would have had been in dc at some point if he did this here and like no way that no one didn't say anything about that we didn't hear any mention googled and it is washington dc yeah i'm like no way that no one didn't mention that the way that people stalk them (laughs) that is like we would have mentioned that he was in washington dc at some point was erica badu gonna fly to seoul for tiny desk were they going to meet in New York? Like, I could see them running studio space and equipment, right? Like, true. They can afford it. But also, conversely, with all respect on her name, imagine you fly to New York for someone to be on your album Tiny Desk and then they can't make it. Yeah. The rage I would feel. But I'm also like, what's the logistics of like, they got the whole band over there and like found some studio space to like recreate this Tiny Desk space? Did they just find some like little book nook <laughs> and like use that as a studio, or did they like create this from scratch? Who knows? Um, but anyway, I hope to see them perform together at some point. I think that would be really awesome. Um, and she said in the the Indigo magazine film that she was like introduced to him through um her own children enjoying bts i thought that was awesome um and that she immediately was like yes like i'll do it but he was like trying to send some like 10 page essay of like why (laughs) why he needs her on the track and like why she needs to like sing specifically these lyrics instead of like providing her own i guess he didn't want to offend her um and providing his own content because she's like a legend who writes her own music but he's like trying to make this like entire presentation and she's like yes (laughs) like (laughs) it wasn't hard for her (laughs) but that's just like so non-june it's hilarious (laughs) i love that humble king Like, do you think he ever has these moments where, like, oh, shit, I'm, like, actually famous, right? Like, he writes Erica Badu this, like, 10-page letter, like, here's X, Y, and Z, all these things you need to know. And she's just, like, it's, like, 
getting <laughs> allegedly it's like getting an email from your like boomer boss right where you've like drafted this whole email and then it just says okay sent from my phone. <laughs> like that's the energy it's giving pretty much but yeah it's like do you like dude your own influence like you're also a star <laughs> <sighs> But he's so humble. It's so cute. We can get to this part later, but I think it was in his V Live. Maybe it was in one of his magazine interviews. There was so much content. My head is like spinning. But he said that um, for closer, he like emailed or not email. (laughs) What era is it? He slid into Paul Blanco's DMs, I guess. Yeah. And like asking to like collab or whatever and he paul did not think it was actually rm like which is fair because how often am i getting emails from like this is v of bts i love you my fan right like there's so many scam accounts on like instagram (laughs) you know although i would assume you would see the little blue check and be like hmm but with everything going on on twitter who knows right i don't know what platform it was but then namjoon said that like this guy pulled an all-nighter and like send him the track like 12 hours later <laughs> yes like again i guess i say all this just to say like do you know your own impact like kim nam june slides into your dms and you're like haha that's funny and then you're exactly. like oh shit <laughs> and paul's response apparently was sleep is for the rich like <laughs> he was like let's grind <laughs> I'm pretty sure Namjoon is rich, but I feel you. (laughs) But also, I'm 31 years old and enjoy solid eight hours of sleep. But yeah, if Namjoon and BTS also sent me, like, hey, I want to collab with you, I probably would also crank out something real fast, too. Like, not going to lose this opportunity. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That's true. (laughs) That's true. So I don't blame him. Um, I'm just so hyped up. I don't even think I could sleep. Yeah, he said in the Indigo interview paul said that he didn't open it for like 40 minutes because he just sat there like in disbelief that like <laughs> no i'm doing a bts just contacting it it was great um but yeah that's like pretty much every artist that he reached out to they were like yeah and but he had like all these reservations of like oh they're gonna want to do it like mm, like will they answer me like, do you know who you are like um one person i believe it was park jeon that's on the uh song number two the last song i think he said he waited an entire year to ask her to be on the song like he hesitated for an entire year and she was like yes <laughs> like it didn't make me like... <laughs> also completing the email analogy you know that one email you're dreading to dreading to send and then you finally send it and it's fine like yes <laughs> yeah just like he's so precious oh my god um let's get to the next one still life featuring anderson pop yeah um this one was interesting as well um why he decided to write this song so he explained that Still life, I'm reading this from Dulcet, as a noun, means a work of art depicting mostly inanimate objects. Um, which they don't use this phrase like this in Korean, and so he found it interesting. I'm like visiting all these museums and 
seeing these works being described described as still life um so he was saying it's essentially like these artists taking something that's um alive putting it into a painting and like breathing eternal lives into these objects that are now dead um and so he feels like this is essentially the same as his career like his career as like arm of bts is like on a canvas and people are like you know watching by and like admiring um but like he still has life um life life still goes on pretty much so i thought that was pretty cool this is like a repeated theme in this album because I don't think it's this song. What song is it where he says, like, fuck my past interviews? Is that change? I'm not sure. But he... I'll have to confirm. I'm pretty sure it's change. We'll get there. Um, but... Like, the chorus is can't lock me in a frame can't lock me in the frame so we have all these like old interviews or static moments that have since passed right but like we still have them as reference material so I don't know if it's regret per se but definitely like wanting to transcend old interviews like a static moment a static Again, coming back to, like, categorization, talking about the last one, right? And, like, being kind of at the border. I don't know. There's definitely some kind of theme to this album overall. Definitely. And it's, like, a continuation of the last song of him saying that, like, he has to live his life in order to, like, produce his art. Now he's talking about him, like, almost essentially the same thing. Like, my life that continues to be on display, but I still keep on moving. I'm still alive, so... Yeah. Trying to like move forward on this path. It is an interesting wordplay, actually. You just said it, and I was thinking about it. Like, people always talk about Namjoon's wordplay in Korean, but still life is like art of things that are inanimate, right? Like a piece of fruit, or I don't know. Yeah. Like a bowl on a table. Like, I don't know. Pick whatever thing you want but then like it's also like still alive and so actually like the first couple of times i heard the song it sounds like i'm still alive like i don't know just the way they say it yeah yeah also still like implies no movement and right there in the lyrics it's like i'm still alive but i'm moving exactly so, i don't know you know wordplay king he's gonna give it to us um, <laughs> and he has a line here that says i keep on blooming my flower which is like a constant reference throughout like a lot of bts tracks but definitely throughout this album as we're gonna get to it trendsetter i'm a friend better <laughs> again he's like fuck with the trendsetter stuff <laughs> exactly I live my life to the fullest as I please. And I'm like, yes, King, I love that for you. <laughs> Just like looking at the lyrics.
I got the Hanum Darrow thing. Did you get the Tonton Darrow? Right after that. Um, the lyric says, 94 living in Hanum Darrow. 91, look at the broad and smooth pass in front of me. For Tonton Darrow? Yeah. Says, I have nothing to go to Kungnam Tarot now. So, like, I don't need anything fancy. Is Tantan like a play on words with their name? Mm, maybe. That would make sense. If it is, I feel extremely stupid. Rescind my army card immediately. I'm done. <laughs> I'm just wondering because <laughs> the, ne <laughs> the next line after I have no reason to go to Gangnam Dero anymore is. Um, you whose rent is overdue, hurry and vacate the place. But it says bung bung, wait, bung pego, which I'm like, okay, is this like bong bong ton? Are you trying to connect it? I don't know. Maybe I'm reaching, but <laughs> it's not June. I'm sure it's not reach. This guy, like, that shit has layers. It's like an onion to quote Shrek. Exactly. Separate masterpiece. This is not a Shrek podcast. <laughs> How, that would be a fun podcast. Um, <laughs> Next time, sometime. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I love the song, and I love the inclusion of Anderson Pack on this. I just feel like he is perfect on this track. Um, he said that he reached out to him because he wanted like Anderson's like funk essentially, and I'm like, yes, that's exactly what this song is, and it's exactly I what. Was gonna it say is. this is one of the like grooviest tracks. Yeah, on the like, album. Yeah, yeah. This song was like made for him. Um, so I'm happy they made that collaboration happen because their collaborations in the past have been pretty awesome. So, all right, still alive. Track three is all day featuring Tableau. Um. I can't explain the feeling I have, but like, I just saw Tableau in March <laughs> at this tiny, tiny theater. It's like an old converted church here in Pittsburgh. And it was, I had such a good spot. Um, it was right before, I think we talked about this on the pod. I don't think this is a revelation, but um, I was having some like health issues in March. So it was right before I, it was like two days before my surgery. Right. Um, and it was just like, it wasn't a final hurrah because I've like been to other concerts since then, but it was just like a moment for me. So to see Tableau, I mean, we know they've been friends for years, right? But to just like see this collaboration made me super happy. Yeah, I've been kind of waiting on this collaboration to happen since Yoongi also collaborated with Epic Guy on epic highs album a few years ago i've been like all right it's not june also gonna do one or like the rest of bts like are we gonna get something so i was really excited um to see that he made it on the album um it also feels very like full circle because we they i mean at any chance they get they talk about their <laughs> influence starting from like Dy dynamic duo and epic high um I don't know how many times we've seen them sing fly. Like, <laughs> like they're upset. <laughs> with that. Um, and he even said in the 
magazine film that this was like an homage to fly um so i thought that was really cool that he's getting to work with someone who's inspired him so greatly um on like his debut album i just thought that was perfect I shouldn't be surprised, but the fact that we have they got you by your balls and your socioeconomic. <laughs> Tom was a legend. Like, Hold on. Like, what a line. Pull over to the side of the highway. What a line. Oh my god. Um, I mean, it's not like a hidden meaning or anything, but we got dynamite in our DNA. I'm like, <laughs> every time that comes up. Yes. Callback. Um... So both Namjoon and Tablo said that this track um, presents the story of finding one's tastes and preferences and originality in this era of living in algorithms, um, which, like you said from that one line, is absolutely <laughs> wild. <laughs> I think then how you meant it earlier with like wanting to be a song you share with people the next time someone's like oh BTS they do like pop music right hmm. exactly <laughs> or like oh that's cute I'm gonna be like here think about your balls and your socioeconomics <laughs> like leave me alone and I'm like this song is so fun and the content of it is like amazing but i saw someone like review i don't even know who this person was was like reviewing namjoon's album on tiktok and they were like this is their like the worst song they said this was the worst song on the album i was like be fucking for real <laughs> like, how could you even say that but i'm like okay i guess that's your opinion but it's also ugly um i just feel like all days like, bts has this mastery of making like really fun songs with really deep content like go go <laughs> yeah. or like, you know like literally pick a song right i just feel like it's another one of those songs um artificial intelligence needs to get lost fuck the algorithm <laughs> like <laughs> i need to get lost in meditation fuck all the rhythm like i don't know it just <laughs> it's great for me <laughs> I don't have much else to say about this. Do you have anything else on this one? Um... I even need to like sit on the lyrics more because this isn't something that you can just like skim through. Like there's a lot here. <laughs> like there's a lot here and there's probably like a lot of wordplay that I'm missing as well. Um, but yeah, we can, we can move ahead, move ahead. I'm like, just saying I really enjoy this song. But anyway, yeah, let's move on. So the next track on the album is Forgetful featuring Kim So Wool. Um, <laughs> it's interesting. So this song has like whistling. This is just like a fun little side story. I was dog sitting for my parents and this song has like a whistling part <laughs> and like it kept tripping out my dog. So <laughs> like freaking out. Um, anyway, um, I was interested. I was seeing like 
clips of Namjoon talking about this song. Um, and he's talking about, like, the painful aspects of forgetfulness. Like, I think he said, this is citing the Zach Sang show here. Um, I couldn't find the same texture as it has in the Korean title. The closest one is forgetful. But, you know, it's, like, not so fun and not so charming. Um, and, like, he was talking about people he's hurt because he's forgotten, like, conversations he's had or, like, certain things. Just, like, I don't know, maybe absent-mindedness. But fat mood. I feel like, I don't know if it was the pandemic. I don't know if it was the pandemic coinciding with aging brain. And I'm not that old, but like, I feel like I can't remember anything. So hearing him say this about this song, I was like, even when we talk about things, like, I'm like, I don't know where I read it, but like, I read it somewhere. Like, the details <laughs> are just lost, right? So I felt that song on like a deep level. I don't know. Yeah. Um, he said this was the first song that he's written or he wrote for the album um, sometime in like 2018, early 2019. And so I thought that was pretty cool that he included on the album. Um, it's also, like you said, a pretty touching song. He said this is pretty much like his song that He's using to say sorry to his friends for forgetting stuff because <laughs> he forgets stuff all the time. Um, I think it's a nice break from the songs that preceded it. Like he described that the album was kind of like on an upward slope, pretty much um, up until this point. Um, so I thought this was an interesting transition to throw in, um, after like coming off of all day, like it was just like yeah. pretty hype. And then you get to this like pretty mellow folk song. So I thought that was pretty cool. But it's it all funny. Sad. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say this sad song is like sad. Like if you read the lyrics, it's like, really I sad. know I was just about to say, I'm reading the lyrics um i'm only 26 yeah yeah why can't i remember my friends are sad i'm sorry i have so many thoughts i don't have enough memory when the intrusive thoughts are winning right like overthinkers of the world unite <laughs> yeah he's like i cannot go to the park and i think there was mention during the magazine film that um kim so was saying that like he there's like certain things that Namjoon can't do, like the things that he enjoys doing, he can't do as a celebrity. And I'm like, oh, I feel so bad. <laughs> like he can't just do simple things that he likes doing, like going to the park. Um, do you remember the scent of fresh grass from when you were young? If you smelled it now, I'd probably feel different from how you remember, right? We all just forget and live on. Everyone here is a fool. Like that just sounds so sad. That's so interesting too because scent is such a strong I'm sure this was also intentional it's such a strong bearer of memory mm. right they say it's like one of the strongest senses for that so like yeah. you smell a smell like a tea your grandma used to drink or the smell of some lotion that one of your relatives used or like for me it's wood smoke but like you're honestly taken back to like a certain time of your life it's it's very extreme and very 
I don't know what word. <laughs> I feel like words are failing me. I don't know. Visceral. You just have like an immediate reaction. Right. So it's funny in a song about forgetting, he chooses one of the strongest senses for memory. Yeah. I love that we get to see him experience these different genres. Like he said himself, this is like a album with 10 different genres. Um, so we get to see him explore different sides of himself. Um, so it feels like we're going on that journey of life with him. I think that's pretty cool. And this is one of those songs we get to see him like try out the singing thing and do like a little, a little folky folk song with a little acoustic guitar. <laughs> I just think that's pretty cool. I need to listen to it with like my good headphones or something or like just go sit in my car because on this genius annotation, if you scroll all the way to the bottom for anyone that wants to fact check me, it says if listened carefully, one can hear delicate, delicate organic sounds of denim jeans highlighting the unplugged ambiance of the studio, as well as arms knocking at the table to create the percussion part of the song. Like, did you pick up on that? Am I missing details? I was I didn't, not hearing the scratch of jeans or like any of that. I didn't pick up on it, but um, the producer and writer that he worked with, John Un, which was like, I'm pretty sure this is his friend that's usually in those Instagram pics. Yep. Um, that he's always like putting a heart emoji over. <laughs> um, he said that he recorded him and Kim So Wall like walking with each other. Not not John Nam June and Kim So Wall walking with each other, and it was like the sound of them walking that's in the song together. And I thought that was pretty cool, like including that in there. The ASMR song. Yeah. This sounds like a song out of a drama. Like, this is perfect for it. <laughs> Cut to the gray, like, the gray filter and, like, the ads popping up. Episode's ending. <laughs> no, not even, like, the episode ending. Like, I don't know, like, someone's meeting their lover and it's, like, a happy moment. They're, like, spending time together. Um, <laughs> It's, like... Songs that seem happy that are not for 500. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have much else to say about this song. I remember Namjoon saying, again, where? Don't know. <laughs> I remember <laughs> Namjoon saying that it's like two albums in one, kind of, or there's like two parts to the album. So would you say this is the the pivot song? Or For me, it was change part one? two. Change part two. Mm-hmm. Because he he also said it a different way in the magazine one. Like, he put, like, 7 and 8 together and 9 and 10 together. And, like, I don't know. He was, like... (laughs) I don't know. He was doing a lot of pieces together (laughs) in that one, so... Not to bring us, like, full circle, full circle, but you know that meme that I'm obsessed with? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It just popped into my head, like Nam June explaining how this album is structured, but also <laughs> Nam June explaining to Erica Badu why she needs to be on his album. <laughs> like, I literally imagined him just like that, and she's like, "Yes, like exactly." 
Like, you don't have to do all this. Oh my god. All right, closer. Now it's my turn to be the meme. <laughs> um, he wrote this song with. I don't want to mess up their name. Is it Hone or Hone? I thought it was Han, but mm-hmm. I don't even know. Wait, All right. pause. Let's look it up. I'm like one of those. <laughs> Han, electronic duo, American pronunciation. Han, okay. Han, okay. Because I'm like, I feel like he pronounced it differently. But, okay. Longtime collaborators. Um, like we mentioned earlier, featuring, featuring Paul Blanco and um, Mahalia, which I, I thought was kind of interesting. In the magazine film, he didn't really talk much about her being featured on the song. Yeah. I didn't know if that was um, something like this song was presented to him with her, her already being on the track. So he didn't really have like any interaction with her. Um, like it with Paul Blanco. Um, but yeah, I'll let you kick it off because this is your favorite. Yeah, this is my favorite. As I said, um, I'm trying to get the page to load and it will not load at this moment. Pause. I'll have to switch to dual set. Um, let me send you this because dual set doesn't have it. Shout out to BTS Trans, the OG. Yeah, thank you to BTS Trans, for real. Um, Okay, this song, I, again, no idea where it was. June was saying that it could be about a relationship, specifically, or it could be about, like, an idol, for example. And so I was like, I had this moment where I was like, oh, he knows how we feel. It could be about like any person that you cannot be close to, I guess, uh, mm-hmm. in the way that you want to be. Um, and I mean, to me, at first glance, it definitely reads like more of a relationship song, especially the part about like um, being a fish slipping away or whatever. Um, wait, side note. Is that the song? Gaslighting is so real. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the self-gaslight is so real. Yeah. Um, I've been listening to this song on loop. Like, this is where I'm stuck. But I was saying something about someone you want to be close to. I don't really know how to verbalize this well. We've talked about it before when you're like, this is gonna sound insane but like when you're in the same city as them for like a concert or something or like even that feeling of possibility um but I think like the flip side of that feeling of possibility is also this feeling of distance like it's not even really I'll just stop myself here but it's not even really about like physical distance it's more about like access right like you could be And I think this applies to friendships too, but it's not so much about physical distance as like emotional closeness. And so to sound less insane where I'll stop myself for now is like, 
I think this song encapsulates really well that like late night feeling that I joke about of like staring at the ceiling or kind of like yearning. Um, I also think it's interesting because Namjoon starts out, I feel it most in the nighttime, me never on your timeline. See you always in the limelight. Keep me rolling in the deep. Um... If there is a sense of envy there, <laughs> that Virgo envy, like he is in the limelight. So like what perspective is he taking here? Like I think the question of perspective is really interesting in this song. Um, is the person that he was possibly dating or possibly referencing in the song, if he is, as I interpret it, like how famous must they be if he feels like he's in the shadows? But it's also a feeling that we as fans, I think, can ultimately relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? I keep you right next to me only just in my dream. I'm like, look, you don't have to call me out like this. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Leave me alone. Um, I'm, I'm looking at the lyrics. I mean, I think I'll... I'll leave you guys with a hint of hint of thirst. Um, these lyrics, it's not Namjoon. I think it's, it's Paul, but I don't know who is responsible for what. Okay. Well, this is interesting because we can cut this, whatever you want to do with this. I saw people say, so on here on BTS trans, it says, but the time gun stop when you and I make our lips lock, baby. People were translating that as, but our tongues don't stop when you and I make our lips lock, baby. Yo. Um, (laughs) And then people were also saying, I make her body. It does say this in the lyrics. Diddy, diddy bop. I want to show you how I get down. (laughs) Baby girl, come on. And people... What can I say that's not self-incriminating? People have interpretations of these lyrics. Um, I think Paul's lyrics are definitely intentional. Um, I mean, but Namjoon's signing off on it by putting it in his album, I guess. Bong PD in the office, like, are you sure? Are you really, really, really sure? <laughs> <laughs> he probably was like, yeah, himself. <laughs> um, He's like, you know my favorite part. <laughs> exactly um yeah I, I think his contribution to the song is really fun um he also said that he writes like pretty like aggressive music i guess i haven't listened to his music so i was like what does he mean by aggressive um but he said he's like an r&b artist so i'm like are you talking about the aggressive that i'm thinking of um and maybe that's slightly reflected in this but he was saying that um like he typically writes more aggressive music so this is a different sound for him um with this kind of like lo-fi sound as han described it as it's Um, interesting because i didn't see that it was described as lo-fi but in my spotify map that was my top genre (laughs) Um, but i do feel like this is most like other music that i listen to yeah i think that's what makes it so appealing to the masses that this is kind of like the sound um or at least one of them that's yeah going on today that's this like real r&b vibe that i really enjoy um but yeah the diddy bob line is 
hilarious because i'm also like is this a reference to like actual diddy like doing like the he does this like dance and i'm like trying to think if <laughs> this is like a direct like reference to that um which i think is like pretty cool if it is but i found Wait, this interesting diddy bob dance <laughs> <Don't>. <laughs> like, it's just the way diddy dances i don't know how to explain <laughs> All right, Urban Dictionary has some things to say, but I won't distract myself. Um, I thought this song was interesting in like basically saying, if this love ain't for us, I will be satisfied with this. I don't need your touch as long as it's your love. Like, stay where you are. If this is all that we can do, like, yeah, just looking at you, there's going to be no take to stay where you are. And I'm kind of just like, I get this, but I don't. <laughs> like... If this is all that we can do, then I guess we can enjoy this. But I'm like, but why stay? Like, I'm trying to get to you, dog. Like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I feel like you're taking a, like a really pragmatic approach. Like, I'm trying to get to you. I feel like this song is like. Slow burn enemies to lovers, 800 pages. Like, you're in the yearning. Like, you're in your feels. <laughs> it's a stay where you are because, like, I'm coming to get you. It's a stay where you are because, like, like no, just stay over there. Like, let's enjoy where we're at right now. Like. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I guess it can be interpreted in different ways. I'm like make or break. Also, no. <laughs> I said, I'm like I'm like make or break. <laughs> I mean, no, that's great. It's like I need I this or I want nothing of it. Great. <laughs> this is that painful in between. This is that painful. Like, so what are we? Like, no resolution. You're hanging in flux, kind of. So I hate that. <laughs> the situation ship. The song is a situation ship. Exactly. That's why I'm like, but we could also do this. <laughs> like, I get the song is saying. I get it. I, I get it. I'm right there with you. <laughs> you just, you're like, I reject the situation ship. Like, no, I need more. <laughs> <laughs> this also fits into the category of songs that are total bops, but also like kind of sad. There's an undercurrent of sadness. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That is the ultimate Bonton category. Like, ooh, sexy R&B, but also yearning and I might be crying. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Oh, yeah, there's just on Genius, yeah. Okay, change part two. And this was the track with I'm going to mispronounce this name. I'm so sorry. Was it Eon? Eon? I'm like reading it in Korean here and it says like Eon? Eon? I don't know if that's even how you say that. I might be saying it wrong. Um, Because yeah, I mess that up all the time too. Sorry. They did that song um, Don't together. And Bad Bye, if I'm correct. And I really enjoyed Bad Bye. Actually, oh my god, that makes so much sense. Exactly. This is giving me bad vibes. Similar sound. 
yes yeah totally yeah. so i'm here for this um i remember i told my friend that i like really enjoy bed by and she was like claire are you okay <laughs> blink twice if you need help <laughs> like i don't know i really like it um but yeah change part two he said this is part two from change that we all know with wale but he said it has nothing to do with this original song so i'm like well <laughs> Well, which why one you, is it then? Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, why do you name it part two if it doesn't have anything to do with it? It was funny, though, because in one of the articles, he said, like, they just kept coming back to it. And, like, that was the name that stuck. So. Yeah. This and is kept- like, Run by BTS. Run BTS the show. Yeah. And Run BTS the song. Like, Change. We have another song called Change. So we're just going to throw part two on it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, and he keeps. Oh, this is the song that said "fuck my interviews" from years ago. Sorry. Oh, and I was just saying that he keeps inter- He keeps emphasizing that this song is like that. It's like not for everyone. The only people that are like super into music will like get this song. That it has this like I don't know, kind of like edgy feel. And I'm like, oh, why? Why don't? Why aren't people gonna like it? Like I really enjoy. This. <laughs> there is something. I mean, I'm not a music critic. There's something unique about the chord progression and like someone who's really into music can correct me, but I think it's in a minor key. And I think actually Bad Bad Bye or Bad Bye has like a similar, is it also like in a minor key? There's just this like ominous feel. Mm-hmm. The I like think chord progressions. I think that's what makes it cool. Like it's definitely experimental. Um. But I think that's like, I don't know, the color or like flavor of it that makes it really interesting. I don't know if it's the beat, like my music theory teacher is crying into their fist, but like, I feel like it has really heavy syncopation as well. I don't know, there's just something kind of like... (laughs) I'm like, it's no science, just vibes, but it's like very jerky in a way. I think it's definitely purposeful. Um, And that's why I think that the song is like a kind of like an interlude of sorts. I think the song is like a minute. It's like less than two minutes. Um, So I feel like it's almost like an interlude to the second half. I don't know if that was actually what it is. I, I didn't. He didn't say that, but it felt like that listening to it. Like the lyrics are like, I can't believe I loved you once, fool me once, then fool me twice. <laughs> shame on you, yeah, yeah like, shame on me. Yeah. I think I lost my sanity. Like, I saw someone online and they were saying that, like, I don't know, the shift was almost like he was going to war or something like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> you just come off of like these like i don't know kind of these happier songs and then you have this song like smack dab in the middle like it's definitely a complete shift from the the upper half like he's going through some things and i'm also like who hurt you and who dumped namjoon or left namjoon you know what though i was thinking about this this is something we can truly never know ever 
like how mature of a person do you have to be to like never out your ex but like you can't because army will be there with pitchforks and trucks and like <laughs> that's true I would be in danger. like eating my fist right now <laughs> this is your breakup. I didn't even think of it from that perspective. All right, POV, you're Nam June's ex. He drops this track. I would have already hated my life like many years ago. And here he goes again. <laughs> Talk about regretting past decisions. <laughs> I saw someone, this was many moons ago, like, so long ago, like, right when I first got on Twitter, they were like, Namjoon gives off, like, the one that got away, or, like, that person from your high school or college or, like, whatever, that, like, you kind of had a thing with, and it was, like, something was unresolved, and you just, like, stay up thinking about him, like, yeah, for sure, this, <laughs> this, you're, like, you're done. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> But I'm also wondering if maybe it's not about another person per se, but it could be about himself. Because he's also saying, like like you were saying, fuck my interviews in years ago. I'm a whole different person. Like, I'm not that anymore. So what a stranger. I don't know this fool. So is he saying, like, is he kind of talking to himself and saying, like, I can't believe I loved you once, like, this past RN. I think I lost my sanity. I don't know. It could be all these things, because it's literally things change, people change, everything change. Like, this song is yeah. very cynical. Yeah. I mean, I get it. But, like... I have a thought, and again, we can decide what we keep or delete. I think it was Hobie's mama speech, which we're, I have not watched the full thing. We're going to talk about it later. But did he say something along the lines of, like, there's things we've been wanting to share but can't again. Did yes. you not say something like that? Yeah. Like, you've said a million times, we've talked about it a million times, like, the vibes have been off since June. And I'm like, could this be not about a romantic relationship, but could it be about, like, a toxic maybe producer that they had or maybe even like the group dynamic itself like something you just keep trying to like make work and it's just not I mean I don't know I don't I don't want to say it's not working but like what is this like we definitely had chemistry like chemistry can be interpreted a number of ways we gradually wanted more they say you can't fix someone right mm -hmm. like they've emphasized being seven individuals I'm like is this like hint of hint of tension? I hope it's not in group tension. Because it's like <laughs> love change, friends change, everything changes. Someday a great grief will come for you. My brain is automatically like, no. <laughs> At like fine, in group tension. Right? But right. I hear you and that it could be like, like it's possible. It could be about really anything, not necessarily like a certain love. It could be any interpersonal, any interpersonal dynamic or relationship. Yeah. Not necessarily romantic, but I'm sure right. you've had general you, though you as well. I'm sure general you has like 
had a friendship that's just a grind in some way or it's just like not working anymore mm-hmm. so it's not like specifically held to breakups or even just that feeling of like in general feeling like you know someone and then you're like who is this stranger but anyway yeah he also said that he made this song. I, I don't know if he made this song while tipsy or like he gave the like uh structure like vibe that he wanted to go um with for this song to Ian um like after having drinking. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, it makes sense." <laughs> no, I'm is a sad girl drunk. That's why it's kind of chaotic. <laughs> Interestingly, at the bottom of this page, I don't know who this contributor is, but it says throughout the chorus, I did not make this parallel, but it makes sense to me. RM introduces the common literary technique of repetition, building rhythm by introducing a recurring rhyme scheme, the repetition of the sound at the end of the line, the metrics, the stressed and unstressed words in a repeating pattern that give the lyrics its musical quality mirror the metrics and refrain of forever rain. You were talking about mono being that girl slow rap slow jam slow rain everything slow like mm. actually things change people change everything change that's a good point it has the same like yeah rhythm i don't know the same but like reminiscent rhyme scheme or i don't yeah. know that's really interesting Okay, but, like, okay, imagine, like, I can't spell when I'm drunk. Actually, autocorrect comes in clutch, but, like, Nanjun wrote this song while drunk. <laughs> like, humble yourself to me. Humble thyself. They also referred to Wale as whale in this thing, so let's change that. <laughs> no! <laughs> let's change that. Okay, do you know the song No Hands? Yes. How could I not? Okay, okay great. National yeah. anthem. Right, exactly. The kids don't know no hands. I can't help you. But... Bar for bar. <laughs> right? Like, that is... <laughs> Speaking of being drunk, that's the drunk girl anthem. Like, Yeah. Oh, but... that is. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Wally B. <laughs> anyway. Um, oh. I'm not a rapper. Anyway, I often, like, think about change <laughs> by rm and wale and no hands featuring wale and i'm like how is this <laughs> wale? like the world contains multitudes of wale's like he's multifaceted for sure <laughs> anyway this is not a wale podcast shall we move on to the next song yes <laughs> this episode is so long and it's literally <laughs> uh lonely this is the other like sad girl hour songs definitely p-dog with the hits man as usual the song was messing with the fandom they have it here so i can cite that it was from the variety but Namjoon said, when I wrote this song, it was in Las Vegas in 2022 in April. It was our last tour, actually, for the whole world. I really don't like being just stuck in a hotel for, like, a week. So, yeah, it was kind of my really one of my shades on my inside. Sometimes I still get afraid of showing the actual frank and honest sides of myself. Uh, 
and he's talking about being vulnerable. Um, I'm June lonely in a hotel room in April 2022 while Army are like having a festival outside like in his honor but like you can never join in that had me and my sad girl feels i know know, all of their honor but (laughs) i feel so bad when they talk about this kind of stuff like damn we're out here like enjoying bts and all these things and they are taking all this stuff head on like they are out here having a hard time dealing with like the fame and all these things that come along with it and we're just like yeah bts love you I'm sure they don't want us to like feel bad about those kind of things, but how can you not? This is Las Vegas. Like you're coming back after the pandemic. I mean, obviously we had permission to dance in LA, but like it's like your last tour for a while and he's in a hotel room. Like I hate everything. I just feel bad. Someone on the internet said, like, I will personally, like, <laughs> rebuild, like, Namjoon's home and, like, carry it around on my back, like, <laughs> from tour stop to tour stop just so he can feel comfortable. <laughs> like, what a great tweet. <laughs> this is, like, yeah. <laughs> like, the amount, it, it just sucks. It's, like, this is the ultimate catch-22. The amount of army that I guarantee you are, like, a fucking volunteer's tribute. Like, you're lonely, <laughs> let's go. What do you want to do? You want to go to the museum? You want to go to whatever. Where do you want to go? Pick your activity. What do you want to do? Pick your activity. Fill in the blank. Like, this guy could never be lonely in his life. And yet, in the same way that we're all pining on closer, like, that gap could never be bridged. Yeah. Well, because, like, some people have to be so weird about it. It could never just be, like... Even even people who are well-meaning and, like, might meet them and be like, you know, I just wanted to tell you how much I love you and how much your album, like, inspired me and impacted me. I'm pretty sure someone doesn't want to hear that all the time. Um, The power dynamic is off. Or you having, like... A moment with them and you're like all in their face like trying to get a camera take a picture trying to get a signature like there's never like a happy medium where it's just like you're talking to them like a, a normal person so that they maybe could not feel lonely like, has he ever had an interaction with a fan where it was just like chilled out I think so. Like, remember his Instagram where someone wrote him, like, a little note on his yogurt or whatever? And he posted it, like... I meant more of, like, a... Like, a a normal interaction. Not just, like, someone slipping him a note. Well, that's, like, the people on TikTok that joke about, like, if I ever... This is all POV. This is all TikTok nonsense. Like, no one take this clip out of context. But, like, if I ever meet JK at the club, like, I'm hiding my phone case. Like, you know, suddenly I'm wearing long sleeves. My tats are covered, right? Like, but even, like, how how could you... I mean, that's kind of creepy. It's creepy regardless, I guess. But, like, hiding your intentions. But, like, how can they ever trust any interaction that they're having i don't know 
I think even on the Zach show, I saw a clip where he was saying that it's like it's hard for him to make friends, and I'm pretty sure it's like that for most celebrities. Like it's hard to find people that you can like actually trust that are going to be like real friends that don't want to like use you for your fame or some other wild reason. Um, people that want to like just take the time to get to know you. So I'm sure it can feel lonely. I mean, like he has his band members, but they probably all feel the exact same way, right? Yeah. Well, and even as much as they love each other, like, I think Jen was saying, we're together 360 out of 365, like, yeah, days of the year. Even if you, like, love your co-work, like, obviously they're a very non-traditional workplace, but, like, fundamentally they're still each other's co-workers. Like, you probably want to see people unrelated to that, right, when you're trying to have downtime. Right. And, like... Even just me coming off of traveling for a few days in a hotel, like, that was only a few days. That does not count me, like, having to go on tour and, like, perform for thousands of people. And, like, fly all the way to a different country for hours to do this performance. Like, I can see how that gets very tiring very fast. And you're like, I want to do literally anything else but this right now. But I can't because I'm stuck in this stupid-ass hotel room. (laughs) like i i can totally get it i think he's even said before he doesn't really like flying either yeah (laughs) this is the ultimate flex i guess right the people that are excited on the planes versus the people that are like fml right or like i'm still at the plebe status where i enjoy hotels like within reason right if they're gross sure but like I'm, like, somewhere fresh, you know, like, oh, so luxurious. But, yeah, I, I can see how it can get old. I love a good plane ride. Like, I get a nap. Heck yeah. <laughs> right? It's kind of free, honestly. And they've definitely, like, upgraded being able to have some flights where they can, like, go on personal, like, private jets. But I can imagine getting on, like, a plane overseas and it takes 13 hours to get to your destination. Like, that might be just ridiculously cramped. Even if you're in, like, the first class and you're, like, in a lounge seat type of thing that should be more comfortable. I could just see how that could just be really, like, taxing on the mind and body constantly doing that. I have a friend, I think we've talked about her in the past and cut a lot of details, so I'll keep this, like, really general, but she has a job where she used to travel, like, all the time for work, and, like, I never know where she is at, like, any given point, so I'll, like, call her and be like, where are you? (laughs) Like, what city are you in? You know, and, like, from my mind, she has, like, every possible airline and hotel status. You would be like, wow, living it up, but, like, she hates planes. (laughs) She hates traveling, and this is that vibe. Yeah. Anyway. This is also really interesting because he's like saying like now I hate the cities I don't belong, just want to go back home. Yeah. Um but I was thinking that he has like soul and he's talking about how like he love and hates the city and stuff like that. And maybe it's a different kind of love and hate. <laughs> but like, I don't know, he's kinda in this in between of like loving and hating back home, but also hating being in these hotel rooms. And I thought that was an interesting contrast. Yeah. At the risk of sounding very, like, puff, puff, pass, like, I think life is, like, a constant coming and going, right? Like, you want to be at home, and then sometimes it can feel suffocating, and then you want to be on the road, and sometimes that can be suffocating for a different reason. Yeah. So. 
And I feel like he did mention this in a prior V Live not too long ago where he was saying that like his days are just become like, I don't know, kind of monotonous, like just doing the same thing day in and day out. Like it's kind of boring. And like on Instagram, it appears like he's having the time of his life because he's like going to all these museums and he's like, yeah, living it up <laughs> at these museums. But like, that's not really true, I guess. Like YouTube and Netflix all day, just dating the data in my phone. <laughs> I just find that really interesting. Have you ever, I've been feeling this a lot lately no one diagnosed me have you ever felt that feeling of like waiting for something to happen or like 100 happen like please like i feel like this song is that feeling yeah and i'm like i definitely can't relate on why he's feeling lonely but i also feel lonely for other reasons so i'm like yeah i get this song <laughs> right <laughs> It's like somebody called me, but I'm also like not the people who acquire his phone number illegally. Like he's not talking to you. <laughs> There's an asterisk in that lyric actually, and you have to like read all the terms and conditions underneath. But I, I think like that feeling of like looking for a distraction, you know, relatable. Should we move on to the next track or do you have other thoughts on Lonely? Nope, I'm good. So the next track is Hectic featuring, is it Cold? Yes. The Ethan throws me off. I think that's correct anyway. I was looking forward to the song because I do enjoy Cold and um it was cool to find out that they're close with each other so um i was happy to see this collaboration um he described it as city pop and i was like i've never heard of that genre but maybe i have but just didn't know mm -hmm. all that um but he said the sound is urban like the city scene i'm like you know what that makes so much sense because listening to this song, I can, like, picture, I don't know, when you're, like, driving, like, along the city and you, like, go into, like, an underpass and come out and then you see, like, all these city lights. Like, that's the vibe that this song gives me. That's yeah. the pictures I see in my head. So, like, it totally makes sense why it's Maybe called. it's raining and there's all these nondescript, like, neon lights around you. Exactly. Yeah. I feel that. I just like he said that lonely and hectic like goes together and just makes kind of makes sense like I don't know he's gonna talk about the same things of like I don't know things being boring and things being worn out and kind of tired and nothing was romantic about the day or I like the narrative that he's creating here um and I definitely, well, I don't relate in the way that he's talking about in this song, but I'm like, yeah, yesterday was a hectic. Like, I feel you. 
Um, I'm trying to look at the lyrics now. I didn't write too many notes for this song either, other than like the study pop thing. But someone said that it was an incomplete story of youth, like a pending hangover. I think that's what Namjoon was trying to describe. And I didn't like get that vibe from this song. But he's talking about being hungover a lot. <laughs> like during the, the interview that he had with um, Yuki on his show, which we're going to talk about next week. He was talking mm-hmm. about that he drinks a lot. Um, which I, I found was interesting. Um, so there's a lot of like drinking, maybe not necessarily drinking references, but these songs were like inspired by these like late night drinking binges that he's going on. I'm like, sir, are you okay? But also like, <laughs> no, and me either. So I get it. <laughs> Do you know the feeling of like, I'm like every of these songs has a feeling, but like vague irritation or like your day is wasted. Like everything's kind of blurry when you're hungover and you're like annoyed, but you don't know why. And for me, at least I was usually drinking on like a Saturday. So it's like Sunday and that's combining with the Sunday scaries. And you're just like, mm-hmm. I'm annoyed. I'm pissed. <laughs> like kind of feel like shit like (laughs) this could be that vibe (laughs) yeah there's like this fleeting feeling of looking to the looking at the lyrics um like the day just slipping by and also this like nothing romantic you know how you're like getting ready for a night out and you have all these like high hopes of something happening right yeah and the next day you're like exactly what was that yeah i did all this cringe stuff like i don't know yes this could be that and in that case fully (laughs) i won't say fully really i'll say maybe possibly partially really (laughs) yeah or just like looking forward to like I don't know, brighter days or like a day where something's going to be exciting, but your days are just passing by and they're all the same. Nothing's different. Nothing's exciting. People are asking you how you're doing. It's the same answer each time. <laughs> like, I'm, yeah. I'm just going through the motions. Yeah. Ooh, big moon post pandemic. Yeah. Like liquor talks that go around feel like I'm dying one more day. Damn, bro. Yeah. And he ends it with, we still love and hate this city, which is, that sounds like a call back to soul. Yeah. When he started Tiny Dusk with that, I was like, am I hearing what I think I'm hearing? I thought that was really interesting, considering he only had like three songs, right? Yeah. But. I was fully expecting them all to be from this album. Right. But he mentioned several times in the interview well maybe not necessarily in this maybe not several times in this interview specifically but i keep hearing him talk about how like mono or how indigo was like a continuation of mono um and that mono was like black and white and this is him like putting color into his life and trying to like i don't know explore different sides of himself and stuff like that so 
it would make sense that he's referencing soul and hectic for a reason like this album is all tied together all right it's interesting because the next song is technically i guess the title track yeah it definitely is or the one there was an mv for but it's like at the end and i think he was talking about it before it was even released but just like how to choose like there it is the title track but they're all kind of like equally valued i think he was saying something along those lines yeah i really like this track um the music video stunning like don't even have words the vocals i really like eugene's vocals i don't know how other people feel about it but it's really giving me like avril lavigne or i think i mentioned alanis morissette earlier someone else mentioned Haley from paramore so i don't know i mean obviously eugene is her own person her own artist but it's just giving me like early 2000s power ballad in a good way. Yeah, I initially thought Haley and then I thought more of it. And I was like, actually, she really reminds me of Lacey Strum from Flyleaf, like the lead singer mm-hmm. of Flyleaf. And I was like, mm-hmm. ooh, yes. <laughs> I'm like, I get it now. I'm obsessed. Um, I really like this song. I listened to this at like 12 in the morning when I was like delusional. Um, <laughs> So I like didn't fully grasp what was going on in the music video and in the song, but after hearing it, um, it makes so much sense why he picked this as the title track. I think it's placement in the album is that it's almost like he's going on with a bang. Um, I don't mean that in like a bad way, but (laughs) I just think it's very interesting um, where he decided to place this song. It is kind of like, I don't want to say the grand finale, but you're like, yeah, going out with a bang is a good word, but it's like the big, like, climactic, like, cinematic movie moment. He said in the, um, the magazine interview that he's been trying he was trying to write this song for since like 2016 or trying to find some way to write a song around like the term flower work um i think he said he like was recording it like in a bathroom (laughs) i think this was also the song that got deleted and they were able to recreate it like this is this was a song that had like a hundred tracks on it oh no i don't know if it was 100 tracks or you know how we have like 100 freaking cuts and like all those other little things that we put in our tracks so i'm just like imagine losing all of that i know we were like dang when it happened but like hearing the song now i'm like thank god he was able to recreate that especially if he was trying to write it since 2016 that's crazy oh imagine the rage he must have felt 
I would have felt so disappointed. One time, like half of our chat got deleted, and we were like, "Sorry, that's it." (laughs) (laughs) But he was so determined to get that out. Like I really admire him for that. Yeah. When your own heart underestimates you, when your dreams devour you, when you feel you're not yourself, all those times. All right. Here, here, verse one had me thinking about June as well. Like June the month, not, not June. I yearned for the flames. I yearned for a beautiful fall. Even before the start, I imagined an end where I could applaud and smile. That's what I wished for. When everything I believe grew distant, when all this fame turned into shackles, please take my desire away from me. Uh, excuse me? (laughs) It's like everything he's been skirting around saying in one song, pretty much. And I actually, I was thinking about this. I know we don't want to, like, relive our June the month trauma, but... I don't think it was well handled. We've discussed that. But in retrospect, how do you handle it well? Yeah. I think an end is an end no matter what. Kind of like change that like aggressive underlying aspect of the song. Like you can do it perfectly and it's still going to be a bad experience. Right? Right. So I think this is him coming to grips with that maybe. Yeah. And how do you tell, like, your fans that, like, I kind of don't want to do this shit anymore? (laughs) Or, like, this isn't what I signed up for. This is not what I thought it was going to be. Like, I kind of hate this. (laughs) How do you say that in a way that's, like, palatable to your audience? (laughs) Exactly. Like, at some point, you can couch it in as nice words as you want to couch it. But there's going to be a fundamental truth there that's painful. Right. But I love that there's, like, hope in this song. The song is so cinematic. That's why I'm obsessed with it. Like, if Forever Rain was that song where you, like, go outside in, like, a rainstorm and just, like, open your arms wide and just kind of, like, accept all the, like, pain and whatever that's coming to you, this song is, like, the same way, but instead you're, like, releasing it in, like, a field of flowers, and it just feels so beautiful like I feel like he's really getting stuff off his chest here like like literally and actually like, no for real he's letting stuff go if June's thinking or talking about vulnerability like this song I think I tweeted this but this whole album is like letting out a breath I didn't know I'd been holding or, like, it felt a bit, like, closure or, like, cathartic in some way. Yeah. Um, and obviously, like, that's not to say we know so much about what's going on because we clearly don't. But you're right. There is, like, a hopeful aspect here. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't really know how else, what else to say about that. I think that they are... 
we don't have the specifics, but they are being honest about their feelings or like what led us to whatever the second half of 2022 has been. Yeah. I think he still doesn't know what he wants, but he still knows that he wants to like move forward and find out whatever that thing is that he's looking for or how to how to make it better or find something new to like rejuvenate him again. Like, he's fully acknowledging that, like, this, like, I'm struggling. This is not what I thought it was going to be. But, as I pause suddenly, I find myself gloriously barefoot. Um, Yeah, I was just looking at that. I also thought it was interesting because he mentioned that this was, like, a full song. Like, a full, like, almost five-minute song, and songs that's like really ambitious and um this climate we're in with music where songs are like maybe a minute 58 like maybe they're like two two minutes long three minutes long um so for him to do like a full like two 16 bar verses and like having the hook and having the court like I think it was really important for him to use that format to be ordered in order to tell his story um in a way that's like more meaningful than kind of just giving you like a half of a song essentially <laughs> like he was really able to convey his message clearly with this and Eugene like really sets it off with like her energy and the way that she's singing it the way that i feel like he's also kind of like shouting out like this is like a declaration almost he's like saying it loudly enough to like convince himself yeah that's interesting no, I will say, I can't imagine the song without her on it. I mean, that's true for most of the songs on this album, but her part just feels really necessary. Yeah. It's awesome. I love that he's introducing us, or at least, you know, like me. Um... As someone who's not like fully familiar with um Cherry Filter's work or some of the other artists that he has on here as well, like that he's giving us legends that we may be familiar with in the U.S., like Erica Badu and Anderson Pag, but also like Korean legends that we should know about as well. I really enjoyed yeah. that. Yeah. I agree. I saw people being like, who is Erica Badu? And I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but then I realized, like, humble yourself, you know, like. <laughs> but I'm also are, like, are we, are we just old or like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> are we old? Is it like, just not 
listening to black people's music. I don't know. It's like, what is it? I don't know what it is. I saw the same thing too, but I'm like, sure. But I mean, I didn't, did I know of Cherry Filter before Namjoon? No, I didn't. And I'm sure there's people in Korea that, well, I don't know. I was going to say feel about Cherry Filter, how we feel about Erica Badu. So like, you're right. I needed to chill, but yeah, I saw that at first, and my gut reaction was like, "What?" <laughs> we don't all share the same experiences, Kalea. Like, chill out. <laughs> I had to tell myself because <laughs> I'm like, "Back on Erica's name, please." <laughs> I saw this astrology meme. I almost sent it to you, but it was like Virgo Aquarius friendship, and it's just both of them giving people like side eye. <laughs> And I was like, damn. Why is that accurate? Yeah. Love that. I mean, that's like the basis of this entire podcast, honestly. <laughs> if someone asked me to summarize our brand, I would be like, side-eye. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, this is long. I should stay focused. Um, the music video was so aesthetically stunning, like the pinks and the purples, which I don't think was a coincidence, by the way. Um, <laughs> like the traditional Korean fireworks, like (laughs) this is going to sound insane, but you mentioned delirious, like deliriously listening to this. It was like midnight when it dropped and I'm just like watching it over and over. And I was like, my TV is so clear. Like this is so HD. Like, (laughs) yes. (laughs) Middle of the night just sprawled out on my couch. And also side note, sorry for the unhinged posting. I was like unwell that few hours. I'm still unwell, but yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to see the making of this video. Um I hope we get it like we did for J Hope. I know that their promotions are completely different at this point. Um, but I hope we get the making of the video. Cause I'm like I can see how some of the fireworks were CGI, but it really looked like he was really standing there like in the midst of all those fireworks. I'm like, rest in peace to his ears. <sighs> But it was also, like you were saying, like, so cinematically pleasing. Um, like, how the heck did they capture that? Like, you you only got, like, one shot. Kind of like they were saying in Arson. Like, <laughs> we're, yeah. we're about to light this thing on fire. You only got one shot, Hobie, go. <laughs> like, the huge fireworks were CGI, but definitely the, like... The, I think it was called Nakunori. He said that was real because he was like, I kept flinching back from like the sparks falling, but luckily they edited that out. So yeah, so they were like, Namjoon, you got one shot. Like <laughs> we blew our budget on these fireworks. Like, yeah, do not mess up. <laughs> yeah, they're not going off again. <laughs> uh, it's actually the same one second clip of Namjoon on loop. We just didn't know sarcasm. <laughs> Yeah. Also, just like Namjoon laying in a field of flowers, like if that's not the best fan service I've ever seen, like, but not in a cringe way, you know what I mean? It was just like exactly what I wanted. But also, like that's so authentic to him. But I'm also like, this man's not real. Like we're in a simulation. Like no way, this guy is just like, yeah, I like going on walks and like laying in fields of flowers, and he's serious. Like it's not like for show. Like he's not trying to like trying to be this like really cool like romantic guy to us like no he's like for real like that 
this man is not real. I have goosebumps. The shiver actually ran down my spine. I don't even know if I can get this full sentence out, but I saw people tweeting that, like, Namjoon is Mr. Darcy. I mean, Colin Firth is legendary. Full respect on his name, but Matthew McFadden or whatever his name was in the 2006 remake, they were comparing him to that Mr. Darcy, which, like, TMI, personally speaking, huge awakening for me. And I'm like, I'm not good. I'm not good. You can't do this to me. You can't. <laughs> like yeah anyway i only know he's real because i saw him but also like that could have been fake <laughs> so. is the simulation <laughs> all right last song number two is park jiyun so i didn't realize that park jiyun is the person who did the coming of age ceremony song um, oh my god are you serious past. and i dove into like her whole background so like she's now like married to the ceo of like cacao talk or something like she's and she's like a legend well i should start with that she's like a legend but she was under jyp and she had like a ton of issues with jyp and like her music production and Basically, she was in this kind of, from how I read it, like, predatory situation where they were really, like, sexualizing her, and she wasn't super into it, and so she, like, took a hiatus for music, or she took, like, a pause, and then she came back, and she, like, primarily, I won't say only, but primarily writes her own stuff. Like, she is, like, all about full artistic control, and people were talking about how that's kind of symbolic or like has meaning as well. Um, but yeah, she, she and JYP have some kind of feud, but feud might be a strong word, but they're not friends. I could say a few things about JYP, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did not know that. That's really interesting. Um, I um, enjoyed this song's message. I feel like it goes perfectly right after Wildflower, and I think it's a great way to end this album. Um, like, after all of those things that he said in Wildflower, pretty much, he's saying, like, I'm not looking back anymore. Like, all the things that have happened in the past, like, I can't torment myself with that anymore. Like, I'm now turning away not looking back, looking forward only, new me. Um, and I thought that was a really great way to like wrap up the album and it like connects with the um first song, which I think is really cool because I also felt like um Jack and the Boss kind of did the same thing with like Arson and kind of questioning like, is this really what I want? um like what path am i gonna take and then you like start the album over and like you get that whole sense of hope again and i feel like that's kind of the similar thing we have here um it's like a cycle um and i just thought that was a really cool way for both of them to end their albums yeah it's a kind of 
deceptively chill song like when I listen to it. I'll say it feels like an album outro or it feels like it's like wrapping things up kind of tidily, but like it's deceptively simple. And then like looking at the lyrics again, like, oh, I just lost an AirPod. Um, sorry. Um, looking at the lyrics again, like, I guess it's like tinfoil hat time full force, but again, like, yeah. Like, which way to go? There'll be no regrets. Yeah, you're not that special. I won't cry at these words anymore. That I ain't got to prove myself. I ain't the one. That I ain't shit. A child who was hungry for recognition. Older people that are suited mind. My balloon filled with myself explode. After it exploded, I knew it was empty inside. Like, again, blink twice if you need help. <laughs> yeah. But also, like, what is the song really about? Well, he like continues on and he's like, after all this time, there's only one thing that I've learned. I'll forever be me. All those accidents that you believe were destined to happen. All those nights that felt like an eternity. All you did was just do your best. So I feel like he's pretty much just trying to like cheer himself up. And in the magazine interview, Park Jun said that her lyrics on the song is basically like her cheering on her, um, what do you call it <laughs> there's like a ton of terms running through my mind that's not the right one but like cheering cheering on someone um younger than her in the same field it's like mm -hmm. a kind of encouragement um so i definitely like you said there's a lot of like yeah i'm trash type talk here but <laughs> i think it tries to end on a happy note no looking back now you'll be protecting yourself yeah putting yourself or the self first it says the title of this track number two represents a transition to rm second chapter inspired by jason pollock's number one he said in the Weaver's Lie. Oh, that's interesting. So I guess, like he was saying in the beginning of the album, that you got to go through all these life experiences. And this is pretty much closing up and saying like, yeah, some of it may have sucked. Some of it I may regret, but I'm not going to look back on that anymore. It's going to choose to move forward, which I feel like is the main theme of the album, like trying to choose to move forward. <laughs> one of the main themes i should say um we're super over on time we're gonna have to cut this i know some of it we are planning on cutting regardless but do you have any other thoughts awesome debut um thank you like i don't know what else to say like thank you for bearing your heart and soul and being so transparent um and maybe not, like, there's probably other things that he could have said, but even just sharing this little piece of him, I just feel really grateful that he's worked this hard over the last three or four years to provide us with this album, um, that it seemed like it took a lot of, like, pain and suffering to, like, get out. Um, so I really appreciate it, and 
yeah, I'm looking forward to whatever um whoever the next member is, I'm looking forward to what's coming out. Cause um these are like <laughs> we got some real strong contenders here with Jack in the Box and um Indigo, so Yeah. If Shuga's next, I'm not prepared for the person that I will become. I'm just wondering with Sujita being released and like we know timing is not in our favor, so Yeah. And I can't pinpoint anything Minmugi's like thinking or doing at all at any given time. So like <laughs> if I had like no thoughts about what this album was gonna be about, I'd shoot like blank slate. Like I don't know what the heck that guy's gonna do next. <laughs> no clue. Mm. Yeah. This was an album when it came out. I was immediately like, and I think this is what June wanted. The way he he was like, I'm not telling you to listen to this album all the time. I'm providing you these instructions, like how you would have a pair of jeans or like something that you wear a lot and is kind of like broken in. But I was instantly like, this is something that's gonna become like a part of my life soundtrack. Like if we have wrapped for our whole lives rather than every year, like. I was thinking, like, if you had to group, like, I don't know, your top 10 or top 25 or whatever albums that will become, like, influential in your entire life, like, this is one of them. Like, Yeah. There might be songs I like more or less than other songs, but, like, truly there's not a song that I think is a skip. And, like... Again, I'm not manifesting this, but, like, this feels like the explanation that I've been waiting for since June. Or, like, this feels like closure. Or this feels like an answer to a question. Yeah. It's just becoming more apparent that, like, RM of BTS and, like, this RM are, like, two different people. Or, you know, BTS music is totally separate from what they're putting out as solo artists um so we're getting to see like real pieces of them which i'm happy about um i don't know what that means (laughs) i don't know what that means for like the future or anything like that not gonna think too much about it yeah happy with what i i'm happy with what i got now um yeah and it's definitely feeling like a classic album already, like you were saying. Yeah, it's a good one. He's so smart. It's honestly unfair. So talented. He just had this in his hard drive. Yeah, my friend took a video of me and this other guy walking, and we used our jeans sounds and me bumping my leg off the table to make the track. Like, oh, you did it. You did it. Yeah. So I love this. Exceeded my already super high expectations in every way. Please go stream Wildflower. <laughs> go watch the music video again in honor of our man, our leader. Definitely. Also, final plug, I'm like, it's 1 a.m. I'm falling asleep. I'm like slouching lower and lower. <laughs> final plug, like, send us questions for a Q&A episode. 
more people did since we last hyped it up. So thank you for those that did. But I think we're doing that kind of soon, possibly. At some point. Memory serves, which it definitely doesn't. So um some point this month. <laughs> see the song forgetful memory does not serve. But um Yeah. Yeah, send us your questions. All right. Let's wrap it up there. <laughs> I'll do it for today's episode of Girls with Fun. Girls with sleep deprivation. We will see you next time. <laughs> Bye.